Hello, everybody. Welcome to Political Football Super Bowl Review Edition. Uh, I think we can say Super Bowl for this. We don't have to say big game. Uh, either way, it's not me getting sued. Uh, my name is Dave. I'm here with Scott and Cleve. We're part of the Maddie Ice Media Network. Be sure to go to MaddieIceMedia.com. Find other great podcasts, our merch, that sort of stuff. Cleve, how you doing? Not so good, man. Are you tired as well? No. First of all, um, heart goes out to the um, students, um, people that were affected by the Michigan mass shooting. It's kind of sad that that we still deal with this shit. It's just, I, I mean, I don't, I'm I'm running out of words that this is still happening in our country. So, and you know that the in what is it, uh, Palestine, Ohio, the train just blew up, and they're like everything's fine with this acid rain <laughs> falling from yeah. the sky. You know, we're shooting down all kinds of whatevers. This is, you know, there's a Demar Hamlin clone, possibly. I don't even know what's going on right now in the world. It's so, crazy shit. So, Scott, it seems to me that Cleve has delved a little too far into some corners of the internet, um, where apparently <laughs> Demar Hamlin. Holes. Yeah. So wow. the aliens have delivered us Demar Hamlin's clone, who derailed the train in order to hide everybody from the fact that the vaccine is going to give everybody cancer. That's what I gather from, <laughs> yeah. from reading these things, Scott. Um, I'm with Cleve. I'm, the thing yesterday is yeah, shooting Hard. yesterday. Is, it's incredible. Um, 16, I want to say it was 16 months ago. The Oxford shooting happened. Mm-hmm. Um, there are kids at Michigan state. Um, I know of a family who's, who had a daughter at Oxford, who has a daughter at Michigan State. Oh. Um, so you've got that stuff going on. There is there is a girl who, who I think it's a, there's a person who survived the Sandy Hook shooting mm-hmm. whose teacher was murdered, who's at East Lansing attending school. And, you know, but Cleve's right. What do you, what can you say? There are no words. Yeah. For any listeners who don't know, um, you know, Michigan is where Scott and I are are from. And so Michigan State, uh, Cleve, like Michigan State, the University of Michigan, and Detroit are all kind of within like a two-hour circle of each other. It's a giant state, but these places are all pretty close together. So, you know, uh, one of these things in East Lansing is way, way too close to home. And I feel terrible for everybody involved um, with that. Dana Nessel was on the news earlier today, the attorney general from Michigan. Both of her kids go to Michigan State. One of them apparently saw the shooter walking behind their house after the first shooting. Like, it's just, you know, at some point, at some point, those of us who are against these massacres are going to have to really take – take the task the people who are pro these massacres that's the people who won't do anything about these gun laws or you know push the people they support po- politically to to change them because i'm pretty tired of this cleave you're muted sorry just to go. be clear just to be clear for me man i am i'm all about rights and i i don't have a problem with people having gun rights I just have a problem with um, the back, you know, the background checks or whatever we need to do to keep this and out of the hands of people that mean to do harm with it. Um, I'm all about protecting your family, protecting your community, whatever you need to be safe. 
Uh, and you know, guns don't kill people. People kill people. That Not true. So well, a gun, the gun helps, as Eddie would say. Yeah. As but Eddie meaning, has said, you can't just go meaning, bang. Yeah, but meaning, you know, in in, in all fairness, um, you know, I'm I'm friends with a lot of gun owners. Um, I've I go shooting when I can. Um, but it's just like these things happen so much. Like I think during COVID was the only time we didn't have any of this shit because nobody can get out to go anywhere for the most part. Well, there was no school. Yeah. As a parent with kids in school, it was the literally the really the only relief about COVID was knowing that there were yeah. no there wasn't going to be a school shooting. Yeah. It's I um I believe the, this, this guy this guy did have uh, commit a crime like five years ago. That's what I'm saying. And, and he should not have he should not have had access to weapons. And for some reason he did. And it's just like I don't know. Sorry to interrupt, Dave. No, you're okay. You're okay. I um I of course believe in people's rights as well. Um I don't I I'm rapidly coming to the conclusion that the right to bear arms is not one of them. Like, like this might have made sense at the time it was included, but it doesn't mm -hmm. make sense anymore. And we have enough restrictions on what weapons people can have, right? You can't buy a tank. You can't buy an attack chopper, right? You can't buy a bazooka, an mm -hmm. a grenade launcher. Like, you can't purchase a nuclear weapon. And... Well, we live in a fact, we live in a, like a truth free society. So, Hey, my perception of a gun is a tank. I have the right to own it. Mm -hmm. Scott, right. Right on, right on Scott. That's and, and gun, how people look at that shit. Yeah. And a lot of these handheld weapons that are to the point to where they are, you know, basically the line is that we don't let civilians own weapons of war. Yeah. Is, is where it seems to be. Now I'm, I'm for that. Like I, and I agree with you with that. Like there are certain weapons that we should mm -hmm. not. And I'm, I'm glad you're, you're kind of um, dividing that out a little bit. So, yeah. Good yeah. Point. But I, I just, I don't know that the right to bear, like everybody should have the right to vote, including people who are incarcerated. Everybody should have the right to vote, right? Everybody has the right to uh trial by their peers and you know, like that, that sort of thing and freedom of speech. I don't know that not everybody has the right to drive a car. That right can be that's not a right, that's a privilege that can be infringed mm -hmm. upon by the government if you screw up, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that necessarily all gun ownership should be banned. What I'm saying is I'm not sure that there should be a right to own a gun anymore. The same way we have a right to our freedom of speech and a uh right to not quarter uh soldiers in our homes and and that sort of thing. I just I don't know that it fits wow. necessarily with a modern um so it's interesting you bring up the car concept because we have to insure i have to pay for car insurance right yeah. uh, how is it that a gun owner shouldn't have to pay for insurance I, so scott what i well to kind of piggyback on this on what we're saying here and then i'll let dave defend his um his comment we have more restrictions on getting a fucking credit card Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. Just to get a credit card mm -hmm. in some places or, or or in New Jersey to get our license, we have to have seven um, points, which is different forms of ID, like a birth certificate, a, a, a utility bill. Those count passport. Those count for points. You, even to get your license renewed, you have to show seven points, a voter's card, whatever it is. 
So these things in society have become like very cumbersome, but I can go into a place in Virginia here and I have no, I have no criminal record and I can get a gun pretty much in about 48 hours. And I can get like a, whatever, whatever kind of I want before demand. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Right. But the reason it's harder to get a credit card than a gun in some places is that nobody has the constitutional right to a credit card. That is true. Right. It's harder to put the restrictions on people's rights. It's harder to restrict somebody's speech. Right. And so that's what I'm saying. I don't think that the federal, like the Second Amendment doesn't make sense anymore. And I don't think it should be there. That does not necessarily mean I don't think anybody should be allowed to own weapons the same way uh, you don't have a you don't have a, a legal right to have a podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean nobody should have one. <laughs> like well, the like, government. You mentioned the speech thing. Like we have, we have abridged that. We have made it clear that you can't. I mean, you can't walk into a theater and yell fire, right? Or, or bomb on an airplane, right? So I mean, so we have we have taken some of these things and made them fit into our world. That is the right. one. Right, and I think that just firearms in general are one of those. I think that if if the ability to own a firearm was a privilege and not a right. Just like when people get suspended licenses, that sort of thing. Like we could really, you know, put a lot more of these restrictions in place. And I really think too that for people who consider themselves responsible gun owners and all that, they should be in favor of this because like we don't we don't walk around worrying that we're going to lose our televisions because we don't have a constitutional right to own them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, with, the, with, with the whole constitutional right thing, it's it's where it gets it gets muddy. Right, right. Um it would just make it so much easier to to actually put some of these some of those restrictions in place. So I want to get to Ben's uh, Ben's comment here since he uh, put this here put this here in the chat. Ben says I'm a felon that's not allowed by law to own a gun, but the only reason I don't own one is because I don't want to because there's literally nothing stopping me. Wow, I mean and that's that, that's a credible statement. Yeah, I mean that, and that's the truth of it. Like, really, anybody who wants to get one can get one. The the market's flooded with these things. Like, this is a real, real, real serious problem that um, is going to require a big time, a big time solution. But I think the gun violence, gun violence epidemic is like right up there with climate change for the things our generations, the people who are adults now, are going to have to going to have to figure out. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know that they're gonna. I think no, when, no, you, when, no. You Sandy, when you the idea that Sandy Hook happens, and you've got five and six and seven year old kids, um, mm. and we and literally nothing happens from that. I don't know what else could possibly come along that would create anything more than that. I just that was when it was obvious to me that it was not going to get fixed. That yeah, it was, same, so it was nothing. Same. Well, un- un- unfortunately. I mean, in any society, I guess it's true, but while we are all supposed to be equal under the law, theoretically, we aren't all equal within society, right? So if what happened to George Floyd happened to like Michael Jordan's kid or something, right? You might see a lot more change a lot more quickly around around those sorts of issues with something like that, right? So if God forbid something were, like this shooting were to happen at a school where like Peyton Manning's kids go, right now, I bet you could start <laughs> seeing something move real yeah. quick, right? If something were, like you know what I mean. So 
you know, I think that door is still open, but it should not require some incredible tragedy to get this to happen. Like we, we know, yeah, Ben says 200 people got shot at a country music festival that was out in Vegas and you just nothing. Speaking of that, your dad had a very interesting take on that, and I'm pretty sure he shared that with you. I'm not going to share it on air because Don's <laughs> not here for me to comment, but Don has a very interesting take on what happened in Vegas because he was there. Yes, I am uh, uh, aware of his very his very interesting take on what happened in Vegas, and yeah, yeah. he uh, uh, at the hospital he did have to um, yep. deal with a lot of the fallout, the injuries, or whatnot from from that from that horrific horrific incident and so yeah we're just not um uh, scott i mean yeah you're probably right i really don't know what what it would take to motivate enough people to even want to do some of the most basic stuff let alone some like major major reforms around this issue it'll take like desantis kid or something getting killed like some someone at that level you think it won't matter wow won't matter That's crazy Nah, he'd use it as an excuse to double down, I think. Um, it would need to be somebody unrelated to politics, but who has big political pull. That's why a major athlete, an actor, somebody mm-hmm. like that, like, right, there's a there's a mass shooting in Hollywood and the rock gets shot. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, there's a huge outpouring from the rocks fans. You know, something, something like that, which would be terrible. Obviously, it's terrible mm-hmm. that any of these things happen, but just as like a, a hypothetical for what could maybe get some movement here but the point that we're at the conversation to where we have to start hypo- hypothetically seeing what would happen to famous people to try to get something done really speaks to scott's point that we're in a lot of trouble yeah 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 and like i tell my kids it's it's not you know like all my friends uh people my age i'm 52 talk about the, the younger generation and just they just shred these kids and it's like man we we have we have made so many problems that they're going to have to fix. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's just the way it's always been. I don't really know, but it seems like uh, the arrogance kind of hubris of my generation has, has created some massive problems that uh, my children and their children are going to have to resolve. Well, to I be fair, how that's going to happen. Yeah. This, this could be a whole off season episode, but the, these problems really begin with the generation before yours. Yeah. And then just kind of continue through through the rest the rest of ours, um, but the you know my generation because technically I'm a millennial, we will not have the same standard of living, all things being equal, as our parents, the baby boomer generation did for the first time. Yeah, it's yeah. like the first time ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, what the- I mean by like my generation is my generation was the the group of people who were taking authority over. Uh, governmental positions when Barack Obama was elected president. Mm-hmm. And my generation is the generation of people who, who revolted over that. Yeah. Who literally said, uh-uh, we're not, you don't tell us how to live. We tell you how to live. And uh, things have not been the same since that happened. Scott, what was the first presidential election you could vote in? Um, 1988. Okay, so Bush Dukakis. So the first no, president. No, I'm sorry. I, can be, I, I don't. I don't. Rem- I, maybe not. Maybe it was '92. No, that was the first one you did. First one you could have. The first one I, I don't. I'm trying to think of one. So For I was me, born in April so, of 1970. So you're four years older than me. For me, it was 1992. I was 18, so it was mm-hmm. Clinton. For me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
because of my birthday, I couldn't vote for president until I was 21. <laughs> so my first time was for John Kerry. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, but the point I was going to make is that if you look at the baby boomer birth years, the first year that every single baby boomer could vote. So this is where, of course, everybody's pretty young still, right? Because they're all within between 18 and 36. And they're this huge generation of people. The first one was 1984. Ronald Reagan won 48 states. Yeah. Like the, it's it's not it's not the same. It wasn't the same when they were young as it is with young people now. Millennials aren't voting like that. Gen Z is not voting like that. So I think there's a real like generational group generally to point at for like where this all kind of went. Yeah, all kind of went off the rails, and where our ability to actually solve things got stopped. And Ben makes a good point here that Steve Scalise got shot, and he doubled down. It's, yeah, Cleve, that happened around the corner from us at uh, yeah, Simpson Park. Base- at the baseball game, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so I mean, there, we do have, we do have important, impactful people being shot. Um, you had a, I mean, no, not to make it black versus white kind of stuff, but you had a, a class full of very wealthy families and their five, six, and seven year old kids in Newtown, Connecticut, get yeah, just you know, blown apart and yeah. like nothing. If- yeah, if that didn't do it, I, I, you're right, Scott. If that if that doesn't move you to do something, I don't know what what will. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The people who could do something about it have gone even more off the rails than they were Sorry. ten years ago when that happened. So, um, okay, well, now that everybody's in a great mood, uh, <laughs> I've, I've 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 no real good uh, segue here. I usually don't on this show, to be honest. Um, but. Yeah, we're just gonna have to we're gonna have to just switch it over to talking about uh fantastic a fantastic football game here. Um and how right Cleve was. Let's yes, go there. Yes, and how and how <laughs> correct Cleve it. was. So <laughs> if you if you tuned into big game pre-show Bedlam um on Sunday, you will know that only two people involved in that broadcast took the Chiefs to win. Matty Ice's son James, who's like three, <laughs> and Cleve. <laughs> um, Cleve said the Chiefs would win 42 to 27. So basically he had the Chiefs just winning a high scoring shootout of a game. And Cleve, you're right. Yeah. It 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 built it um well I did have a a, a, a gas. I clutched my pearls when Mahomes started limping and i'm like god damn it the super bowl is going to be ruined now like they're going to get <laughs> whatever backup they got and it's just it's chad henny oh my god <laughs> it's just going to be a so bloodshed that, that whole thing would have been like the perfect ad for uh some sort of toradol pain medication like <laughs> in the next super bowl this is they, the dude going into the half this is the dude coming out of the half dave's wow. comment offline was absolutely insane <laughs> can i say it dave you can go ahead he said he said, um, Patrick Mahomes is going to get shot up with so much horse tranquilizer, he's going to see God. <laughs> Best line of the night, bro. I was like, and when I, I just I just held my phone. I was like, I got nothing here. He's probably right. <laughs> well, after the game, Mahomes did claim he did not get any pain-killing shots. Jesus. But the Toradol is not necessarily a pain-killing shot. It's just to relax you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I I know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call the man a liar. We just have a track record of lying, (laughs) but uh, uh, he may not have. He may have just been taped up. Who knows? I don't know what it was, but it was it was very his reaction on the bench, um, as opposed to the way he looked in the second half, especially that really sloppy field. Yeah, that Um, was 
I'm glad you mentioned are. that. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, Scott, because that's not being talked talked about enough. How can a league so massive can't get a fucking field right? Like this is not the, the first time. Whose who's president pretty much said last week that the officiating was the best it's ever been. Yeah. It, it, oh, we're we're, we're going to get to that. This is a job. Um, like how you not get the field right? <laughs> so my note. Here, go ahead. This is the same field that Michigan played um, TCU on uh, in the uh, in the semifinals. Yeah. And it was just that ago. field was just as bad then. Jesus. Super slippery. It, I don't yeah. get it. I this. Uh, this make no, no sense to me, man, at all. Yeah, my note here is uh, horrendous field conditions. The NFL reportedly spent two years working to get this field in shape for this game. It looked like the players are trying to run on butter. Wow. Yeah, and it really impacted um, like Hassan Reddick for sure because he is turned the corner with speed guy, um, and he had no footing to do it. Josh Sweat, kind of same stuff. I think it did impact – the Eagles on defense more than more than it would have more than it did the Chiefs on defense because the Chiefs on defense they're they're uh, Karloftis mm-hmm. who's more of a power edge player yeah. and Frank Clark same way so those guys aren't real bendy you know turning the corner like some of the Eagles players are but there were moments where it was like the tackles for the Eagles for the Chiefs didn't even not need to block anybody because yeah. they were falling yeah. slipping all over the place it was just. Jalen switched his cleats. Did you guys see that? Yeah, because apparently every sneakerhead on Twitter was losing their minds. And of all the things in the world, I know nothing about these tennis shoes. Sneaker culture is definitely one of them. So I don't even know what switch he made, but apparently it was it was a big deal, Cleve. Yeah. Who 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 switched their cleats? Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Oh yeah. Deeper. I, um. When he went from I think he went from high tops to mids. When it went a little bit more wiggle, whatever huh. the sneaker was, I mean, whatever the cleat was, whatever he went to a mid cut versus uh, high top. And do they so, actually do they have cleats that actually penetrate the ground? Yeah, well, well, yeah, I think he, yeah, I think he went from um whatever to spikes because he needed yeah, yeah. the attraction. So I can see that. What, yeah, yeah, whatever he had, he had to go to spikes, and and then he went mid cut versus the um the high top thing. Yeah, well, the switch helped because Jalen Hurts in this game goes 27 of 38 for 304 yards, one touchdown, no picks, 15 carries, 70 yards, and three more touchdowns, Cleve. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't do that in Madden and lose a game. Like, <laughs> if anybody wanted to win a game, I mean, you can't ask your quarterback to do anything else other than uh, kick a fucking field. You can ask him to hold onto the ball. Yeah, there's one, there's one thing well, he did. Well, well, again, would the conspiracy pundits think that he that he, you know, like, it's rigged and he dropped it, whatever. Like I, it happens. I mean, I don't know if he was thinking like he was going to roll out and think about, you know, what he's going to do. And he, the ball just came out. Yeah. It happens. Uh, at the rate Cleve is going down these internet rabbit holes. He's going to ask if uh, JFK jr. Could be our co-host next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I read. It's what I read. It's what, it's what I've been like. You know what happens? You, you go onto like a site and all of a sudden your the algorithm, whatever finds you. And you're just getting all this shit, like just yeah. I can't, I can't stop the, the bucket from pouring out. It's just yeah, yeah. It, just turn it, you it have off to, and walk away. You have to, yeah, you right. you do have to go through those things with some intention, like okay, there's gonna be a lot of crazy people around this topic oh. trying to get at me because the thing is, like, I love aliens, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm like, oh, there's possible UFOs, 
And so I like I go to like responsibly look at like are there these alien things or whatever, and the people are like, yeah, they're here. They caused the vaccine, and now the government's got to shoot them. And I'm like, I don't. They they like, said that's not. <laughs> they said that when that when the fireworks from Rihanna like exploded, you could see like the mothership hovering above her. I'm like, God, come on, like, <laughs> it, it was. It's been insane the last two days of shit that I've been getting on TikTok, and I'm like, I gotta like you're right, Scott. I just gotta like tune it off. I gotta stop. Yeah, you gotta unplug yeah. for a minute. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta know that like you're looking at some, some there absolutely has been a ton of stuff daily that's gone on for like the last couple of weeks. Like the train crash thing. Yeah, is a legit thing, right? And yeah. Yes. These, whatever these things are that are floating around, getting getting shot out of the sky. Um, like all this stuff is like real head, it's heavy stuff. And in a former time, like 20 years ago, if there was, you know, if you think about like the idea that the United States Air Force is, is out shooting things out of the sky, you know, uh, that and then we don't know what they are, people would be literally shitting their pants. Yeah, and we're just like, eh. I watched enough movies to know that we don't have yeah. the weapon technology to, to fight an extraterrestrial force. They're going to have a force fucking feel on their shit. Our missiles are going to be nothing. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hard. I'm hard pressed to, to think that that's a thing. It's just kind of ridiculous. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it would be weird for like some species to be able to perform intergalactic. Got to be wormhole travel. But like. <laughs> A sidewinder missile is just gonna <laughs> wreck them. You know what I mean? Like that just doesn't seem like that. Yep. That would literally be like if we like went through a time machine with like uh, a full battalion, a full armored battalion of the U.S. Army, and like rolled up on like Alexander the Great, and he shot us with an arrow, and we all died. So you like aliens, and obviously you probably seen War of the Worlds, the um the Tom mm-hmm. Cruise one. Mm-hmm. They kill the aliens with cold. <laughs> Remember that shit? Like it was yeah. like cold. <laughs> Yeah, and it and it stopped. Didn't them, they so, kill yeah. up with a virus? Isn't isn't that what it was? That's Mars attacks. No, I, it's like literally cold, like cold weather. <laughs> yeah, and then and then in uh in in by the way, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this movie from twenty years ago, and then in yeah. signs, it's water. <laughs> yeah, it's literally water. It's like movie. it's like this yeah. thing that covers seventy percent of our planet. They're just walking around with no defense from. Yeah. Could you imagine if we invaded a planet that was like seventy percent hydrochloric acid? <laughs> we were like, you know what, we're gonna walk around naked. This yeah, I had a great idea. So, but you know, you would need your your finest uh, football scout kind of people to uh, try to get us back on track here uh, <laughs> to be able to to uh, you know game analyze and, and strategize what the what the opponent does well. It's crazy. And you could see the Chiefs did that this week. I don't know. I feel like if we invaded a, a planet where the beans were seventy percent hydrochloric acid and they kept drinking hydrochloric acid and like eighty percent of hydrochloric acid faucets right in their house and then the entire planet was covered in it, we might wear a shield. Maybe it's just that's just me. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So the point is, no political football does not think we're shooting down aliens. No, um, <laughs> no. or whatever, whatever the hell's going on. However, speaking of people who are completely out to lunch before the game, San Francisco 49ers kicker Robbie Gold said, "Quote: If you make Hertz play quarterback, you will have an easy time, or some stupid shit like that." Um. Not only did Hurts run for three touchdowns, but he got all his receivers involved. AJ Brown, 696 to one. Smith, seven for a hundred. Goddard, six for sixty. So uh Cleve, I think Jalen Hurts could play some quarterback. A little bit. <laughs> he definitely, you know, you know what it is? He definitely showed that he's worth he's worth the billing. Um, you couldn't ask a player, you know, 
whoever to do as much as he did. Uh, if the team's getting chewed out, he just packs his bag and just gets on the bus. And I'm like, hey, I I, I did the best I could. So I'm going to be on the bus as you guys getting your asses reamed. I'm out. Yeah. Couldn't ask yeah. for a better game from a guy. He was awesome. I, like he, he made some throws that were just like. He yeah. was the MVP of, of I mean, st- statistically. But yes. we'll talk about yeah. Mahomes in the second half, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was the best player on the field. He may not have been the MVP. That's probably Mahomes, but he was definitely the best, the best player on on the field for sure. Um, there have been four games in NFL history where a player has recorded 300 passing yards and three rushing TDs. Four games, 300 passing yards, three rushing TDs. Jalen Hurts has two of them. Wow. Who has the other? No idea. There? No idea. Don't care. <laughs> I, I, Lamar seems pretty strong from his MVP year to have one. Mm. Yeah, McNair Cunningham could be, yeah, yeah, somebody, somebody like that. Um, yeah, so I mean, the Eagles played great. The Eagles, if the Eagles had won this game, they would have been deserving, deserving winners as well. Um, how, how so with that defense not recording any pressures? You know, no they sacks. did score. Well, they did score thirty-five points. I mean, that's yeah, that's, that's good. Ama- yeah, that's amazing in itself. I mean, yeah. honestly, Mahomes should have had fifty-four fucking points. Like he he should have he should have scored that much with the with his uniform being that clean. <laughs> no, uh, we did not memory hold this. We 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 referenced this already. Um, and this is, I mean, this is ultimately the difference the difference in the game, which is why he wasn't the MVP. He was still the best player on the field, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was his one mistake. No, that, right. but that was it was a pivotal one. It was a big right. one. Yeah, but it, it but his one. but his mistake is the fumble. The fact that it bounced how it did and bounced right up to Nick Bolton and whatever. That's just bad luck. Then right. it hit his foot. Didn't he like kick it? it like it, he, yeah, there was some sort of weird like yeah. Like so he dropped it and like he kicked it forward. To, well, he kicked it towards the guy or whatever. I don't. know. I can't remember. Right. So it was a. I mean, that was awful. That was a bad play. Still the best player on the field. Yeah. Um, and if not him, then AJ Brown, who's awesome. Um, but yeah, so Mahomes, on the other hand, though, does win MVP because uh the second half of this game. So the Chiefs come out in the second half, they have four possessions, touchdown, 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 game winning field goal. Defense did not show up. I mean, he was great. I'm not taking anything yeah. away from him. Great player. I mean, I would he's he's all world, but your defense, it your defensive coordinator to go see Lucille. Is, is 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 how I uh, look at that. The defensive coordinator is going to be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. It was that's another it's another weird thing too. It's another the weird way thing. the uh, the way Andy Reid and the and the Chiefs took advantage of of especially in the red zone the mm-hmm. um, the way the Eagles would line up and rotate their nickel defensive backs with their safety. So Cleve, what they were doing is they were running a guy in say a jet motion mm-hmm. and. The defender, the defender would replace himself. So whoever was covering him before he went into motion would then drop back into the single uh, safety position. Mm. And then the safety would roll up to the line of scrimmage and pick up the slot receiver coming across in the jet motion. So they so, got he recognized quickly that this was going, that's what they, how they were playing that. And two times they scored two times this way. Um, they started the player in motion and then just had him wheel back out to the to the post, mm. to the pylon, and they yeah. hit him in the flat for just an easy touchdown. And it's because the the nickel defender was 
busting his ass to get back to the safety position, mm-hmm. taking himself out of the play. He wasn't paying attention. Yeah, and just the Chiefs figured this out very quickly that this we can we can take advantage in you know in the red zone and they scored twice because of it. Yeah, wow. touchdowns on those plays to Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore. So my prediction's back from the dead. Cleve, I told you Sky Moore was a real person. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> but did you guys like the reindeer personnel though? That's that ring around the rosy shit that they did. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> what called, they call that. Yeah, it's called the reindeer personnel. It, it's it's it was ridiculous. Yeah. But they practiced oh. it. They practiced yeah, I love it. anything like that that messes up the defense's reads, keys, whatever. I, I oh, love yeah. it. Because yeah. they ended up they ended up with Andrew Wiley as a, as an eligible yeah. tight end. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was nuts. I knew yeah. I knew we were gonna get something like that. I, that that was actually pretty cool. But I was like, where the gadget shit? Like where? But again, they were they had no fear of the defense to to do some shit like that. No respect at that point. That was like the third yeah. scoring drive. They had no respect yeah. at that point. Yeah, once they realized that they, well, the the. Eagles had 16 pressures in this game on Mahomes. They got zero sacks. Now, sacks, I mean, I, yeah. yeah, I can't remember who who said this. Somebody pointed out, though, that on average in the NFL, a quarterback will get sacked 20% of the time they face a pressure. Mm-hmm. Mahomes is 10%. So he's like twice as good as average at getting away from pressure in the first place. Yeah, But even at 10% of the time at 16 pressure, it should still be 1.6 sacks. Yeah. On a, ba- on a bad hoof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Mahomes Mahomes played really well, deserved the MVP. I got his uh his numbers here. He goes 21 to 27 for 182 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, six carries for 44 yards, including that crazy scramble yes. for like 35 yards yeah. right before the two-minute warning. When I don't know if you guys heard the Eagles radio call for that, no. but as he's running, they're like, Oh, that's a killer. Yeah, and it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So apparently he got no medical help or no uh medicinal help for his pain. It's over off a 35-yard run, Cleve. You're a trainer. What do you think? I'm not yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put something on someone that, that's unfairly I'm not gonna judge him, but I find it very hard pressed yet. You're dealing with a high ankle sprain that gets reaggravated in a game, and you're coming back out after what is it, 13 minutes? 15 minutes is the halftime, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So 15 minutes to either get taped and, and put some pressure on that without getting something. Well, halftime was 29 minutes in this game. I'm sorry. Yeah, 29 minutes. Yeah, yeah. 29 minutes. Show, but yeah. your point your point's still it, it yes. makes it even more valid now. Yeah. It's just – I just look at it. I mean, we've all had a sprained wrist or a sprained ankle, and you bop that thing against something. Like, you know, you're getting up wrong, and you just bop it. You're like, oh, my – like, and then you got to put pressure on it for a second. So imagine it getting twisted, not Bob twisted. And you're like, I got to get back out here to run. But it is, it is to his testament that he's like, Hey, this is a big game. It reminded me of, of the Doug Williams Super Bowl where he falls back and his knee gets sprained. And he's like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to stay in the game. It shows your guys that, Hey, we're willing, I'm willing to, to play with you guys. I want to win. We're going to win this yeah. game. So, I mean, hats off. I mean that it was gutsy. It was a great game. Great game. Um, and I know we're going to no talk doubt. about the officiating, but it was a great game. Yeah, no, the game the game was great. Uh, Cleve, who has the longest punt return in Super Bowl history now? Uh, your boy. It is. <laughs> KT. <laughs> and if you recall, during that entire conversation a couple years ago when he got drafted, during the entire thing, I said, 
I said, this guy might be the next Dante Hall. You just can't use a first-round pick on that. Yeah. Yeah, there's tape on that. So, yeah. That yeah. exists. So him as a punt returner was never uh, was never, was never, never questioned. And, oh, man, because, again, on uh, the um, big game pre-show Bedlam, I did say that I had a 151 ticket on Tony as MVP. So he caught the touchdown and then had the punt return. I was telling Megan what was happening. I was like, if he scores this touchdown, we're live. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If he gets a rushing touchdown after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was not, it was not to be as he, as he got tackled, like the, the five yard line, uh, Scott, who ran for more yards in this game, the chiefs or the Eagles. The chiefs did. They did 144 yards to 112. Was that shocking? Cleef? A little bit, especially when you got a great running back and your, and your quarterback got wheels. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a little a little surprising myself as well, but also because the Chiefs were losing for so much of the game. Mhm. They had to they it like 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 I said offline, they it experience matters in those games. Andy Reid's been there. You know, most of his staff that he has has been there. Um, you know, his quarterback has been there. Mm-hmm. So whatever the halftime speech was or the adjustments made, it showed when they came out, they came out not fucking around. I think they're just watching Rihanna. <laughs> Not a bad thing either. Yeah. yeah. Just put just put the show on. Um okay, so we have to get into how the game ended here. And this was very frustrating to me that that it ended this way. So the Chiefs are driving tied game. There's a defensive holding call on James Bradbury that gives an automatic first down to uh, to the Chiefs, so they're able to run the clock down, kick a field goal, basically wins the game right there. Takes away any chance the Eagles have of getting the ball back. So there's a couple things I want to get out of the way here first. One, this call is not the reason the Chiefs, the Eagles lost this game. Correct. They lost this game a bunch of different ways other than this. This is not why they lost this game. Number two, James Bradbury did grab hold of the jersey of Juju Smith-Schuster. Right? Yes. So, so there's that. However, after the game, James Bradbury said it was a tug or it was a hold. I tugged his jersey. But then he also said, I thought they might let it slide, though. And that's important because why would he think he would let it slide? Like if he took off his helmet and started swinging it like Miles Garrett, he would not think they would let it slide, right? Why would he think they would let this slide? Well, the reason is because they have been letting it slide all game long. Because it happens 50 other times. Right, including specifically between these two players more egregiously than this when it wasn't called. Right. So if Bradbury is adjusting his play to the officiating in the game, right, then as played in this game, that actually is not a penalty or should not be called a penalty because it hasn't been called a penalty all game long. So you swallow the whistle on this penalty all game until then. Yes. Right. That's the problem, right? If they've been called, if they called it the first time earlier, he probably doesn't even hold in this situation, right? He's Mm -hmm. just playing the game as it's been officiated all game long, Cleef. So what it was like for me, it was like, uh, all right, there's a cop on the side of the road and he's watched, he's watched a hundred cars go by going two miles over the speed limit. And for some reason, he just pulled somebody over for going, you know, two miles over the speed limit. And yes, you're going, you're speeding, but you know what I mean? Like, 
it didn't have to be called right then. It just seemed it so, seemed unnecessary. So yes, he was take, holding. So, um, great point, Scott. To my so I I agreed it was a hold by the letter by the letter of the law, but I, I have a different take here because again, I mean, big big game, down in distance, tied ball game, clock running. Don't make don't anyone get a pi here no one does anything that's that's gonna cause us to have have them get conversion yes so you have you have to know as a professional fucking ball player that listen no one jam a guy no one get handsy you know play the ball like play pl this is where we make our money this is red zone situation or you know we're close to well, i can't remember exactly where they were but they were in scoring drive and you can't you can't have that happen in that big spot. You can't put it in the hands of the ref. Is what I'm really trying to say. You can't yes. have, that How, have that happen. Yes. However, since that penalty had not been called all game, including when Bradbury held Juju way worse than that earlier, mm -hmm. James Bradbury can easily say he was following your advice. He did not do anything that would be called a penalty in this game, right? And he would be right. So. The reason I'm upset at this, at this just ref clown show all over again, is the lack of consistency. Either call that penalty throughout the game or say that turtle hold does not meet the threshold necessary to throw the flag, right? One or the other. But you can't eat the whistle until the most critical point of the game and then decide to throw it. That's my issue with it. Yes, he did commit the penalty. I don't. Nobody's denying that, including him, right? But when he says, I thought they would let it slide, that's what he means because they've been letting it slide all game. So yeah, but, but he, he didn't I, just make that up. Like no, no, I'm, and, and and I'm not saying that. I mean, we had a we had a situation um, at the end of the season where a guy was at the sideline, asked the ref where he's lined up. Am I good? And then yes. he takes off. And so I don't know what you're supposed to do in that spot. Right. But again, if I'm the coach, I'm like, listen, guys, it's a, it's you know, we we can't give them a penalty here. We can't get a convert. You know, we can't give a first down to these guys, and, and no one do anything stupid. No holding, no fucking late hit on a quarterback none of it we gotta yeah. we gotta get them off the field and yeah. just play you know play the ball but again to your point dave if juju had sold it better like fell down or something but the ball was sailing out of bounds it was an uncatchable ball i think i think the check down happened and he was throwing it out mm -hmm. he threw it to the sideline which these guys were running to but it wasn't uncatch even if he didn't touch him it was an uncatchable ball. I mean, again, we we don't know for sure. But, but the, didn't the they call sailing? holding? Yeah, they called holding, not well, not DPI. So yeah, the yeah, um, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, so that's again. So the issue is not whether or not it was a holding or whether or not like it's you can't throw the flag there after not throwing it for the same this thing. Like real. the players, the players, <laughs> the players will play according to how the game is being officiated. I mean, I would even say players are coached to play according to how a game is being officiated. So if they're eating the whistle on that play all game long, you can't just bust it out there at the end. And that's why, that's why these NFL refs are absolutely atrocious. This is why all these terrible roughing the passer penalties seem to always happen when the game is on the line. It's, right? Yeah, it it's never just like randomly in the second quarter, terrible roughing the passer. It's always like, oh, give the Bucks an automatic first down as they're trying to drive to win the game. Right? Well, what did I text you guys? I said if this was soccer, that guy would have needed a police escort. Yes, it's off the planet. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If 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 the Super Bowl was played at home field, like if the if this game was in Philadelphia, he it would have been like um what was his name there? The the referee over Bo from the 2009 Champions League semifinal, Barcelona Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um Scott in this soccer game, <laughs> a player for Barcelona dribbled the ball in the penalty area like a basketball player. He literally did like a two dribble maneuver, a defensive player. They did not call a penalty. Wow. Um, he touched it with his hands. He dribbled it like Scotty Pippen. <laughs> like it was, it was Gerard PK. He dribbled it twice and they did not call a penalty at the home stadium of the offensive team. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. Like I said, police escort out of, yes. out of, to the space shuttle and, and going to space. <laughs> yes. Um, I, they actually did have to, I forget the exact details, but I'm pretty sure they had to do like a fake car leaving that the crowd would think was the ref and then sneak him out another way. Oh, yeah. That, that's, that, that's the, that stuff is no joke, man. That, yeah. And I'm, and I'm pretty sure he was no advised joke. not to return, not to return to the UK for quite some time. Cause he's Norwegian. <laughs> like they were like, you can't come, you can't come back here. Like yeah, there's a big poster in the airport of your face. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Barcelona won the went out to win the champions league that year. So that was, that was a fun, that was a fun time. But yeah, this was, this was, so this was egregious, not because the call was wrong and like, the spot. Like the most, it's, right. It's the spot. It's the spot. Right. Or, or not even like, oh, it's such a big game. You can't call it there. Just call it consistently throughout the big game. Yeah. Right. So that's that's why I was so irritated. Uh, no, with he got it. robbed and, of seeing a score and then uh, then possibly I have to answer back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that was um, that was that was super annoying. Um, Scott, you got any other thoughts on that? No, I thought it was a really good game. Um, I mean, obviously the call was a bummer but like you know uh in hindsight it's easy to see that the offenses could have gone off in this game mm. and yeah cleave you when you mentioned that, that you thought it could be like 42 27 or whatever it was i i i went wow it's a lot of points but have, watching it play out it was like they were there both yeah. teams were right there they were, the points. offenses were great they were they just you know, it was a it was a really good game. Um, smart coaches, smart coaching. Uh, what you know, it, it was a great Super Bowl. It was. Uh, Jake with a question here. He says, "Has there ever been an MVP on the losing team? Not possible, right? It happens in the NHL. It does. I'm I'm thinking, man, on the losing team, you would need to have like." What, was it Super Bowl five that was like eight to nothing or something ridiculous like that, where you could get a defensive player? <clears throat> um, should have happened in the NBA. LeBron should have been uh, MVP of that series they lost to the Warriors. Um, man, MVP on a losing team. Tim Cumry could have been the um, uh, MVP against the 49ers. And that would have been the the second time they played the late eighties one, was but it, he was wasn't. The first time they played, where he lost, he broke his leg or something. Maybe it was the first one. One of those ones he could have, but yeah, he broke his leg. Yeah. Um. Man, MVP on a losing team. Scott Norwood. <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be a a, um, a very high scoring game in which the other team's quarterback played great like Hertz. Yeah. 
just a little more, uh, you know, maybe he doesn't give up the fumble and yeah, I don't know. I, I, I thought he was, I mean, I thought he should have won it as it, as it is, but I also understand that they like to give it, it to. There has been a guy. Oh, here we and, go. What you got? And, uh, so during the losing efforts by the Dallas Cowboys to the Baltimore Colts in Super Bowl is V5. Yes. Dumbass. I knew yeah, it. He, I yeah, knew it. Right. Yeah. Howley became the first defensive player to win Super Bowl MVP award. He also became the only NFL player in history to win the MVP from the losing team, which stands today. Un- it's never been done since. I, I was going to say, damn, but- Dave, that's pretty fucking good. <laughs> damn. That's- yes. Super Bowl five is 1971. Cleve, you were like 25 then. How come you didn't pull that? Yeah, I was getting beer for like the high school kids behind the 7-Eleven. <laughs> 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 dazed, dazed and confused. <laughs> One of my favorite movies. Oh, um, watch the leather man. Yeah, I love that fucking movie. I have no idea what you guys are talking about, but that's Jesus, okay. Dave, live a little, bro. Live a little. It's a great movie, man. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Dazed and confused. Yeah, yeah. It's just muscle dazed cars. Yeah, you gotta you gotta one. watch it. It's a really good movie, actually. It's a really good movie. Okay. Um I'll 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 look I'll look into it. I'll look into it. How's that? <laughs> I mean, is, is, no. it, is it about Super Bowl five? No. no. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, shout out to Don for having me watch all those old Steve Sable videos on all the previous Super Bowls. I think that's why that Super Bowl five guess, came came jumping came jumping to mind there. Um, all right. So one last thing I want to talk about before we get out of here. This is a, a uh suggestion from Paul actually. Where does Andy Reid rank now in terms of all-time coaches now that he has two Super Bowl rings? Um, Cleve uh, and Scott, you guys both answer. I'm going to risk that uh, read out the other coaches with two or more Super Bowl rings. Say yes if you think Andy Reid is a greater all-time coach or no if not, okay? Yep. Go. Tom Coughlin. Yes. Yeah. Scott, did you say no? I said no. yes. You okay. said yes. Mike Shanahan. Yes. Yes. Jimmy Johnson. No. No. Now, given what he's done with the Chiefs and what he did with the Eagles, you don't think Andy Reid's a better coach than Jimmy Johnson? It's NFL, three, so Miami doesn't count. Three, No, three back-to-back? <laughs> Jimmy Johnson only has two. Here, Switzer has three. Oh, Got Switzer. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's when, they, that's when they, they kicked him out of there. I think it's – they're right in the same – Okay. No, and he, gets, and he gets it because it's it's uh the wins are with two teams, right? Like he took he took two teams to the Super Bowl. Like he took the he took the Eagles to the Super Bowl, and they lost. I know that like they lost, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Uh, George Seifert, yes, yes. Bill Parcells, no, no. Why not? What? Why not? What why mean, is why Andy Reid a greater coach than Bill Parcells? The amount of Here Hall of Fame, the, the amount go. of Hall, the amount of Hall of Famers that that Bill coached. That's just that's, the, not, that's not an argument for the, him. That's an argument against him. That's an argument against him, right? Because like he had managing, all, these managing all the personalities, managing managing all those personalities. Are you kidding? Eighties football. <laughs> I do. I do 90s? think there's something to be said for uh, creating a dynasty type scenario back in in the late eighties, early nineties. And again, he's going up against the Marv Levies of the world. The um, the uh. Was Corey else? He, he, he beat Dan Dan Reeves and Marv Levy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Right. So in 1986, he has Phil Sims go for like 22 or 22 or whatever. And 1990, the Scott, and the 1990, Scott Norwood. It was the defense. Both those Super Bowls was the defense. All right. So you guys are both no on Parcells. Tom Flores. The Raiders yeah, coach? So. Uh-huh. Shit. That's... Oof. Um, Don Shula. No. Perfect season. They only played the 12 games. Oh, it, so Jesus Christ, Dave. I'm so serious. Smart. I think he's a better coach than Shula was. I do, too. <laughs> okay. I do, too. I don't... I don't. I don't think it's particularly close, to be honest. I think Natural just coached for a long time and got back-to-back Super Bowls and kind of coasted off that currency for a long time. Didn't he retire in like 1999? Yeah, I mean he got Marino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he got Marino for 16 years and didn't do shit. That's what I'm hearing. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, that 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 was the argument. The defense rests. <laughs> Tom Landry. Uh, I think I think Reed's a better coach than Landry, but. <laughs> see what I'm saying though? Like it's I do it. it no, I mean, I mean the 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 names you're running off, you know, except for the Coughlins and because I'm fucking. Well, these are all time. people with two Super Bowl titles. All these people yeah. have two Super Bowl titles. But with the with the, the fact Super Bowl that Reed titles, has done it multiple places though. Like Landry lived in Dallas, stayed in Dallas, didn't do anything anywhere other than in Dallas. Yeah, you know. So I think he's a legend there. But if you look at what he did for Philly. What and you beat you, and you beat your old franchise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There's one more coach with two Super Bowl titles. Bill Cower. Vince Lombardi. Oh, who gives a shit? <laughs> I mean, well, see, well, I know you guys division foes, whatever, but uh see, man, this is where I'm an era guy and football was different. Like, and like you said, Dave, it's like sometimes less games and you can't really put that up against. So that one, maybe, I, I don't know. That one I'm not sure about. If Andy Reid won the first two Super Bowls and Vince Lombardi just won his second today, we would be like, no way. It's got to be Andy Reid, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. Um, all right. Three Super Bowls. Joe Gibbs. Those Hawk teams? Fuck, dude. Uh, I would say no. Getting closer, though. Scott, what do you think? I don't think he's quite there yet, but no. he's as close as anybody else is. Three Super Bowl titles, Bill Walsh. No. No. So that's actually where I was that's actually where I hit hit the line for me. Because to me, Bill Walsh and Andy Reid are very similar. Yep. Yeah. I the can say that. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, what's up, Don Don in the chat? Um, Yo, Donnie. But but to me, Bill Walsh and Andy Reid, offensive innovation. Great quarterbacks, good team building. Like to me, they're similar. Now Walsh, of course, has three, but to me, that's where the line is. Uh, four Super Bowl wins. Chuck Knoll. No, I, I, I know nothing about Chuck Knoll. I, I feel like I feel like if we coach those Steelers teams, we would each have one Super Bowl just because of the defense. Like me, Joe could get us at least one. Yeah, but but you still got to scheme these guys up. The talent is there, but you got to scheme them up. Yeah, yeah but but did he? Sch- what do you like to do? Yeah. Do that. Did he? Did he, <laughs> did he scheme up the immaculate reception? Because without that, he's only got three. I um, man, it's a tough crowd. Yeah, and then six Super Bowl titles, Bill Belichick. Nobody I mean, is Belichick. Yeah, it's right. But that's what I'm saying. Like to me, you have to get up. 
for me, every single other coach with two Super Bowl wins exactly, I would actually take Andy Reid over them. Right? Lombardi, yeah. Landry, Shula, Flores, Parcells, Seifert, Jimmy Johnson, Shanahan, Coughlin. I would take Reid over all of them. Yeah. The list at three be gets better. For yeah. yeah. The list at the, the list at three Super Bowls gets gets where yeah. you yeah. Get Gibbs, Walsh, Noel, Belichick are yeah, it's pretty pretty hard uh shit. <clears throat> pretty wow. pretty pretty tough there. So I just thought it was an interesting thing to think about because we don't really consider like like I really thought like where does Andy Reid rank in the pantheon of great coaches, but I've got him like fifth. <laughs> Which right is now, crazy to think about, but yeah, yeah, he is a really good coach, or like equal to Parcells, right? Like, yeah, 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 up Just there, another size of the ball, yeah, but yeah, that's fair, up there for sure. So, he's a, he, he's the last player's coach, like, you could tell that these guys love him and these guys will play for him. Um, there's stories that during Super Bowl week, I was kind of watching stuff as I was working from home where guys talked about on these hot days, they would basically he would bring them in and say, you know what, we're going to finish inside watching film or whatever. And then if the weather is good tomorrow, we'll, we'll go out. And he says doing stuff like that and, and being, being courteous to these guys, when he asked of something, it was done. It was like no question because this guy really cared about what's going on with you. Two, two guys had babies at, at the same time, around the same time at the Super Bowl. Like, you know, like he said, he took time to call them and make sure that they were okay that they, you know, to welcome their kids into the world. I mean, who's what coach is doing that? Belichick ain't doing that. No, no. <laughs> doing that. No. You know, before we go out, what do you guys think about the enemy not getting another, getting a sniff? I didn't realize he he um he interviewed fifteen times over the last few years. Yeah, there's got to be something about about him because I I remember um uh Shady McCoy saying something and so does so does Adrian Peterson and this was like years apart about how he would berate like berate them and dress them down about their position. And with Shady, it got contentious because he says, hey, I, I was a better running back than you ever were. And I know the role. I'm a veteran here. And you're talking shit to me like I'm some punk that just came in here off the bus. So it's it has to be something about maybe his abrasiveness. I don't know what it is. But again, Doug P- Peter, uh, what's the kid that in, in – What's the guy in in, uh, in Jacksonville? Is it Doug? Doug Peterson? Yeah, they kind of are the same guy because if you're looking at, I'm on the Andy Reid, <laughs> I'm calling plays and Andy's designing plays, or whatever. It's the same situation. Yeah, and Doug got two shots at at the crown, and this guy hasn't gotten one to to make a mistake. You tell me, Lovey got a, a a shot again, and this guy doesn't get one shot at least with with the with the pedigree it's yeah. it's kind of mind-blowing man who did he did who did he, uh did they put out who he interviewed with this year i uh, cardinals colts for sure a lot with the colts um man that 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 is amazing that he couldn't get the colts job no it's amazing that the cardinals job you have kyler murray and you won't bring in eric b enemy like they hire a defensive coordinator at that good luck <laughs> we'll see you next year yeah yeah, it, although it, that it, has the makings of I'm handling the defense, we need to hire a coordinator just to deal with all of that. I don't want to. I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah, but that is the core of the team. That's I why I should hire an offensive coordinator. Then go get Vic Fangio or something, right? Yeah. Oh, like the Dolphins did. Yeah, yeah. And that's why the Dolphins are the Dolphins, and the Cardinals are the Cardinals. 
Yeah, it's it's well, it's they are um, tied to Kyler Murray, so we'll see what happens. I I somehow see him ending up in um in in the college ranks at some point because you're going to go into the into the NFL again to work with a coach that you're obviously more quali- qualified than in some of these places to work as another coordinator like it's like it's kind of like beneath you you're coming in with two chips unless he, hates, yeah. unless he hates recruiting I mean, you get your guys for that. I mean, you know, who's who's living room is, is he going to be in every every set, you know, every whatever Friday night? But you know, you're right. It's almost like he's above that. It's almost. Yeah, like I, I would. Yeah, that. that's a step back for me. If, if I don't have the chips, it's it's in line. But if I have the chips, I have two championship rings that I was pivotal. I was a part of like I was involved in that. Yeah. You know, for me to get a I mean, it better be like a big time school. You know, yeah. it can't be Wichita State. No, 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 uh, no slide against anyone that's always talking. Great. Now we're going to we're gonna have a shocker nation <laughs> in, on Twitter coming after us because you're talking shit about uh, Ted Lasso school. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's, it's just, it's just mind blowing that um, there's something afoot with 15 situations where you're not even like, you're not even in contention. Like you're not even the guy that's, that's a little jarring, man. There's definitely something fishy there for yeah, sure. I don't know what he's like. You, you, you can walk into like the jets job. You can walk into that job. The, you know? well, the other thing too, I've heard some people say, well, you know, he's got a great quarterback and a good head coach. So how much of it is really him? And I'm like, yeah, Adam Gase, like, <laughs> Right, <laughs> Jim right. Caldwell, like right. you know, Nathaniel Hackett. Keep going, well, keep going, Dave. <laughs> really high functioning quarterback. Yeah, a very productive player. Alex Smith, Dude. Josh yeah. McDaniel had Tom Brady and Bill right. Belichick, and still right. got a shot somewhere else. Yeah, twice. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so yeah, what the fuck? Right. So yeah i mean maybe eric Bieniemy really just is one of the biggest jerks on the planet like and we just don't know i mean maybe maybe that really is the case can't completely rule it out but it is really strange yeah it is to uh like, to j- switching gears to jacob's point olsen criticizing the call tom brady coming into the booth he loses seven million dollars so Jake says, I like seeing Olsen criticize the call, probably knowing he's getting demoted after the season. So a couple things. One, Tom Brady's not coming in this season. He won't come in in 2024. Two, I don't think Greg Olsen's going to lose his job. You don't think so? I think he's too good. I I don't think, and I I third that. Um, I I occasionally listen to um, Brady's podcast, Let's Go, and he's horrible. On his podcast, like he he said, like he's reading from a script. Him and him and Larry Fitzgerald, like they're even Jim Gray is not great on that. And I'm not taking a shit on them or whatever, but I wonder how he's gonna do as a color commentator, or what is what is his role gonna like? What is he gonna sound like? Like what's gonna be his shtick? Yeah, you know what his shtick really should be? It's just being a complete jerk. <laughs> that would be amazing. Just like he's better than guys that I'm better just, than this. Zach Wilson throws a pick six. You just hear Brady. Oh, <laughs> like this is just lazy quarterbacking. Fucking great. Like, and just like, just, just like mumbling to himself, like, oh, come on, you tool. You got to see the safety rolling over there. Then turn, turn it over to whoever's Jim Nance. 
Jim, grabs, what am I even doing? I'm gonna get a hot dog. He just walks off stage, grabs the phone, like an edgy at, Romo, like grabs like the sideline phone, stuff. grabs the sideline phone, and go, "You're sticking with that motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> Great, bro. That that's I just I just can't wait to see what he's gonna do. But it's just kind of I don't know. I I, I don't. Olsen is great. I, I didn't think he was that good when I first started to hear him, but then he's he's really did his homework and he's fantastic got into it. And yeah. it makes Romo sound more more moronic these days. Paul off the top rope. <laughs> he goes a complete jerk. Aikman is still out there. True. Hey, hey, hey Scott, have you ever seen the the picture of Jay-Z and, and Scott and um and Aikman side by side? You can't no. you can't un- you can't unsee it if you see it. Okay. It looks it looks like he looks like a white Jay Z. You can't really? unsee it. Yeah. Google Google on your phone, Jay Z, and and uh, Troy Aikman side by side. You which just is, can't unsee it. Which is really funny because Troy Aikman is considered to be like really handsome, and Jay Z <laughs> is considered to be really talented. Um. <laughs> but, but if they look alike. That's weird. Wow. Right? Yeah, see? <laughs> it's 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 crazy, right? You can't you will never unsee that now. That is wild. Yeah, I I I I never I was like, what the fuck? Like I've never like someone told me that and I was like, damn, that does they do resemble each other. That's crazy. They really do. Oh. <sighs> Hang on one second here. I'm gonna see if I can gonna see if I I have, I have to see this now. I have to take a look here. It's um, it's worth it. Troy Troy Aikman looks like Jay Z. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. <they do. laughs> I never, I would have never thought that. Like looking at them separately, but like that, I see it. I see it more in in Troy Aikman. Oh, for sure. They both have plastic surgery face. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. You cannot see that, Dave. You cannot see no. it now. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> that's crazy, right? That is crazy. That's wild. They should just swap jobs for a little bit. See how that yeah, goes. Right? <laughs> just let, just get a swap booths. Just get Trey out there spitting. What what um what crew is Tom going to be on? A Fox. So he'd be the the four o'clock um, games. Yes, yeah, so like he. It, the idea was for him to have the job that Olsen has now. I just don't see how they could possibly take that job from Olsen. He's the best at it. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's good. I mean, yeah, it, it would be super unfair. It would be yeah. super unfair, and it would definitely be a, a, a um, you know, a courtesy like, hey man, Tom's coming in. You gotta gotta give up your chair. Yeah. Well, he'll just bounce. He'll be at CBS in no time or Monday Night Football. I mean, he'll mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Trey yeah. <laughs> <He did just laughs> <fine. laughs> All right. Well, that concludes the um, the NFL season here. I thought it was a great season. I thought it was a you know really great Super Bowl at the end. Two great teams there. I think the Chiefs are deserving of the of the championship this year for sure. Uh, for political football, starting next week, we'll be doing the divisional reviews. If you remember, we did the division previews leading into the season. We'll be reviewing the teams, you know, division by division. Um, uh, over the next month, that will lead us right into free agency opening. Um, clear if you remember last year, we did a show on like March 13th, and like the next day, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams got traded. <laughs> so we'll be we'll be better positioned for that for that this year. Um, 
the next thing you know, we got the draft coming up and only uh what's that about three months here, Scott? Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready? No. Are you guys are, are you guys watching any XFL or USFL football? Oh yeah, I got I already um registered for a couple XFL contests on DraftKings. Okay. <laughs> the the uh what's this what's this weekend? Is it XFL this weekend? XFL XFL goes first, then USFL. Yeah. Then, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I suppose the XFL turns out to actually be really interesting. We'll discuss it. It's cool because the teams actually playing in their home stadiums, and so DC has a football team finally. Cleve. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I'm interested in um, seeing um, Heinz Ward coach. Yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. Just having the Rock be in charge of the league can't be that bad. It's going to be interesting for sure. Oh shit, we we seen the other, the two others fold. So hopefully that yeah. this, they have the backing this time to pay these fucking guys. Well, the last time they had the XFL, it actually started off pretty good, but COVID hit. Yeah. And so what? So was the other league that? Wait a minute. I thought they um I thought they went bankrupt. So that was the AAFL. Oh oh okay totally yeah. different league okay. So they have the XFL and the USFL, and then XFL and USFL are both back now. Uh, XFL with NBC, USFL with Fox. We couldn't even find games, remember? Like we're like, what what channel is this game on? Yeah, that's true for the NFL too. Remember, we couldn't see the Seahawks Raiders overtime. Josh Jacobs was an 85 yarder to win. I'm watching Anderson Cooper talk don't about adopting remind, dogs. Don't remind me. <laughs> don't remind me. Fuck. So yeah, so we'll be back next week with the divisional reviews. I can't remember what order we did them in. Uh we probably started with the southern divisions, but I'm not gonna promise that we'll be doing the south. Um We'll uh, next time, but we'll get we'll get we'll get to all of them here over the next month. Uh, Cleve, any final words? Nah, it was great, man. It was um, it was a, a long season. It didn't feel as long in, in the second half of the season, but to do this show, I think I've only missed one show to do this show. Um, nineteen weeks, whatever it is, twenty weeks. I think we we yeah, with the preview, like twenty weeks. It's a long time, you know. Yeah. It shows you how how much football that these guys had to play. Yes, and and when we complain about oh we don't get enough games, I'm like ask someone to put their body through that for for fucking twenty weeks. Yeah, <laughs> Cleve, I I have a calf strain right now, and I aggravated it laughing too hard, and I'm like here talking about how Mahomes needs to tough it out, get back on the field. So, <laughs> <laughs> shit, right? It's crazy, man. But yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to um to seeing what the draft is gonna bring and um. You know what the next season is going to look like because now we, you know, we this show we've gotten each, you know, we gotten used to each other's uh, takes and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it was fun, man. I, I had a great time. You guys in the chat rooms have always been awesome. Putting yes, thank you so much, everybody who joins us in the chat. Um, if you're listening on audio, it is a YouTube live stream as well. There's a link in the show notes. You can come join us here. The chat is usually pretty good around here. We got uh some people who are really funny, some people who think they're funny, like Jake, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> Chargers. Sh- shout out, shout out to the Jags. Um, yeah, Ben, I'll give you, I'll give you a go green today. Um, no, no problem there. Go green, go white today. Um, Scott, any final words? Nope, we're good. It's been fun. You- we'll, uh, I think oh. uh, we'll have some great conversations running up to the draft for sure. I hope you guys talk about that quarterback. That kid that got thirteen was it nil money thirteen was it thirteen point five million? Oh, the Miami kid. Fuck man, that was Emmitt Smith's second contract in the NFL. Yeah, thirteen point five for like four years. 
This kid was getting that as a freshman. Well, yep. Man. Yeah. The money, the money's there to be had, but yeah, the NIL stuff will be coming up a lot uh, over yeah. the offseason as well because it's has become more and more part part of the game. So yeah, thank you everybody for joining us here during the season as we transition to our offseason coverage of the NFL because the NFL literally never stops. Yep. Um, as, as as Scott can attest. So uh, thanks again, everybody, and we will see you guys next week. Peace. Yeah.